Hello guys and welcome to the Lean Off Plants podcast. I'm Chelsea, former overweight, healthy vegan, confused about why I couldn't look like my favorite plant-based influencers even though I was chugging back green smoothies every day. After a decade of unsustainable vegan diets, I learned the truth about weight loss, lost 40 pounds, and now I'm in the best shape of my life even after two kids. Girl, if you've been struggling to drop the pounds as a vegan, stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage, sick of yo-yo dieting and going hungry, never being able to get and stay lean, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I share the no BS truth about why vegan women are overweight, the action steps to get you shedding fat, and the mindset you'll need to get slim for life. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode. My name is Chelsea, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the three things that I wish I knew before I lost 40 pounds. So about 18 kilos I've lost over the course of the last two years. And I was thinking back on this and thinking, what could I bring with this story that is really going to help you in your journey? And I've identified these three things. So let's get into this episode. And as you're listening, I want you to be thinking about how could I actually take this information and apply it to my own life? Because we listen to these stories of people and you'll see transformations and what you see a lot of the time and what you notice is the result. You see that someone gained abs or you see that they started eating more veggies or they you see one part of it, but it's only a very, very small piece of the puzzle in what you see. So really trying to think deeper and think, what is the thing that really changed here? And I'm, I'm hoping that I can break that down for you guys because it's it's not one thing, but these three things really did help me. So the first thing that I wish I had known before I started losing these 40 pounds is I wish that I had actually known the real reason for weight loss. So I'm going to interweave my story a little bit into this episode. I spent a lot of the last decade trying to lose weight. I think like most women, I've been trying to lose weight most of my life, uh, ever since I kind of hit puberty and I started gaining a little bit of weight and I just didn't get it. I was introduced to veganism through a book that I think is called, I can't even remember what it's called, but it has a big emphasis on eating a plant-based diet and food combining. Food combining was a big part of this book that I read and trying to have at least one of your meals be all fruit. So I was trying to do this, and I remember actually trying to do this in school. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. This is really healthy, and I'm going to have my entire lunchbox is going to be full of fruit, and I'm going to have that for lunch. Well, here's the thing. Got to lunchtime, opened up my lunchbox. I could get through a portion of that fruit in the time frame that I had to eat lunch. And I was sick of it. Like I was sick of having to weed my way through four bananas and all these kiwi fruit and all this, 
I don't know, apples that I'd brought to lunch and I was starving an hour later because fruit digests really, really quickly. And there's nothing bad with, again, about fruit. Fruit is an amazing thing to eat. But it set me on this trajectory where for a long time, I thought that the only way that I was going to lose weight was eating a very, very fruit-based, very high raw diet. I went to Australia when I was about 19 and rocked up there. I'd not been vegan prior to this point. I'd just been kind of learning a little bit about it. And I was like, okay, this is my chance to be whoever I want to be. First day that I arrive in Australia, like the first morning I wake up at my new flat and the flatmates are like, okay, so we do a bit of a breakfast every month and then we clean up the yard. And this is our thing. So what do you want for breakfast? We're all getting McDonald's. What do you want? And I was like, okay, this is the thing. Like they don't realize this, but I've never said this up to this point. I'm like, I'm vegan. I will eat fruit. I will find myself some fruit. So I think they found some fruit for me. And I just started telling everyone, okay, I'm vegan now. I mean, not now. I mean, I'm vegan. Like it was just who I was and they didn't know any different. They didn't know me from a bar of soap. So I was able to pretty much be vegan while I was living in Australia and while I was trying to eat like a ton of fruit. I'd go to the markets every Sunday and just seriously get like loaded up with mangoes and strawberries and peaches and whatever else was in season and I didn't have a car so I would take it in bags and it was a lot of food and I would I would carry it from the markets to the subway hop on the subway a lot of the time happy having to stand on the subway with my heavy heavy baskets and then get back to where I lived walk an hour or not walk an hour sorry walk like 10 20 minutes from the bus station to my house and be honestly like drenched in sweat because that was the only way that I could get my fruit home and I started watching some vegan influences at the time and just learning a little bit more about the raw diet so I tried to do that and I tried to do it for a like a good few years. I think in the beginning I really really didn't get it because I saw people eating fruit. I didn't understand that if you are going to eat a raw fruit-based diet, you have to eat so much food because it's just so low in calorie density and it digests so so quickly that if you eat a five banana smoothie, you're going to be hungry in like an hour even though that takes it takes quite an effort to eat that much if it's going to be oranges or if it's going to be something even lower in calories than bananas cuz for a fruit bananas are bananas are relatively high in calories that you're going to have to be eating more and more and more so i try and sit down and work my way through like five oranges because that's all i had time for but it wasn't enough i'd be so so hungry so i traveled a lot as a teenager and I, and in my early 20s as well, and I would go away from home, I would gain weight eating the kind of food that I was eating. A lot of the time I tried to be vegan, a lot of the time it didn't stick for me because I, I mean, I didn't have like a really solid reason to be vegan and it's really hard when you're having other people cook for you all the time. So I did my best when I was overseas, I would always gain back I would always gain weight and then I would come back home, I would stay at my parents' house and I would do some kind of raw challenge. I was really, really into this raw thing and 
I think it was because I just didn't know anyone else who looked the way I wanted to look, who seemed like they had tons of energy, that was really vocal. I didn't really go searching for anyone else. I just, I found the raw thing and I had read a few books about being fully raw as well. And so I was very convinced. I just couldn't maintain it. I just found it really, really hard. So and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on as well as one of the things that I wish that I had known before I started losing like this 40 pounds that I've been able to actually maintain. But what really was the issue here when I talk about I thought I knew what I was doing and I didn't actually know is I believed this concept of I needed to eat raw, that there was something magical about the way I was eating. And so if I didn't follow those rules, if I didn't do what I needed to do to stay fully raw, then I wasn't going to see the results. So my issue here was I thought I had the answer. I thought that a raw diet was the answer. And I thought that because the food was raw, that's why these people had lost weight. And it doesn't matter if that's raw till four or if that is a fully raw diet or if that is a keto diet or if that is counting macros or whatever heck diet that you've done in the past, weight, weight watchers, whatever it is, the, there's a real, real issue if you think that the program is what gets you losing weight. And I didn't understand and I didn't go looking for the answer because I had diagnosed myself with an issue and I thought the only way to solve that was this one solution that had worked for some people. So I thought I knew the answer and I was stuck in a perception of reality that wasn't actually true. I was so convinced and it did not serve me. So part of the issue here as well is that I had gotten to a point where I genuinely believed that weight loss was hardest for me specifically. And (laughs) give me a holler if that's you, where you think, weight loss is harder for me. You look at your skinny friends and you look at what other people are eating, especially people on a vegan diet. Like, I mean, if you're here, you're probably a vegan girl. And if you're overweight as a vegan, it's, it feels like, it feels like a big stab in the gut, you know, like you're eating so healthy, you're on a vegan diet and you're overweight. Like there's a disconnect there. So I thought, okay, if I'm vegan and I'm eating really healthy and I'm still overweight, there's got to be something wrong with me. I've got a really slow metabolism. It's really hard for me to lose weight. And this was another reason that I was looking for this raw diet to kind of be my savior out of this because I thought because it's harder for me, see how this perception of something changes everything? Because it's harder for me to lose weight, self-diagnosis, therefore the way in which I lose weight must be hard. It must be a struggle because it's harder for me to lose weight. So I'm going to have to put in more effort. It's going to have to feel more painful. It's going to have to really stretch me in a way that maybe someone else could lose weight doing whatever else. But for me, I'm going to have to have that. So that was the, the thing I wish I'd known before I started losing this 40 pounds that I've been able to keep off is that I thought I knew something and my 
the reality was I didn't actually know the answer. So if you're listening to this right now and you've diagnosed yourself with an issue or you've thought that, okay, working working harder and having more willpower is really what I need to work on or I'm just lack motivation, there is a massive possibility that if you have not been able to master this, if you are not confident about what you are eating and you are not confident that you can at some point through what you're doing, reach the dream body that you want, reach like your goals, get to where you want to be, then I challenge you that you might think you've got the answer, but you probably don't. And I didn't spend a lot of time looking at alternatives. I didn't spend a a lot of time. and, And here's the thing. This was me. This was my specific way of dealing with my own idea that I thought I had the answer, but you might be dealing with this completely differently. You might be thinking, okay, I've got this real issue with weight loss or I, my perception of reality is that all diets have failed me in the past. And so I'm looking for this new diet. I'm looking for this new way of eating that is going to solve all my problems. This is going to be the secret. And this is why things like keto are so appealing to people because it's this new extreme way of eating. It's not even new. It's been around since like the 1800s. But It's this thing that comes up and it's like, okay, this might be the answer. I've tried everything else. Everything else hasn't worked for me. So this is what, do you remember at the start of the episode where I said, look for the deeper meaning. So I'm telling you my experience of dealing with when I thought I had the answer, which it wasn't actually the answer. And you might be doing that, but you might be doing that in a different way. So as you're listening, again, think about how you can apply this to your own life. So I was looking for things that would confirm my belief system. I tried to work harder constantly. I was, I would very rarely watch uh, videos that kind of contradicted the things that I was being told by people because I so wanted it to work and I was so convinced looking back now that I, I just, I knew about myself and so this had to be the answer. And I wasn't really a scientist about it. This is what I talk about now. Because if you are looking for answers, it means that you have to ask really specific questions. And it means that you have to be prepared to be proven wrong by the answers. And I did not doing that. I I did not do that not doing that. (laughs) I hadn't gotten to a point where I was trying to discover the truth. I was just trying to get results and I wanted something to work. I wanted something to be the answer because I thought if this is not the answer, like what the heck am I going to do? Like if my body is this stubborn, if raw doesn't work for me, like I've got nothing left. So it had to work for me. And so I just, I tried it for so long guys. And it's exhausting to be doing something that is not working and still think that you are the issue. And again, raw, not necessarily the issue. Some people thrive on it, but it it, it did not work for me. So I was like looking to achieve results. I didn't have this foundation of knowing what I needed to know and I, I didn't really, I just didn't understand it. So what is this thing that changed I started to understand a calorie deficit 
And I've talked about this so many times. I've got so many podcasts talking about a calorie deficit. It's in all my content. But really, when you're trying to lose weight, you have to be consuming less calories than your body needs so that it is forced to dip into those stored fat cells. I always say this is like your rainy day fund. You've put away some energy in the form of fat And your body is just waiting for a rainy day when you're not getting enough energy from the food you're eating to use that because it needs to use it. Like If you've spent this energy, then you need to get it from somewhere. So when you're trying to lose weight, you have to get into a calorie deficit. There is no other way that you will be burning fat for fuel, burning your stored fat for fuel other than getting into a calorie deficit. So once I learned this and once I started to actually say and realize, okay, so it wasn't the bananas. It wasn't me being 100%. It wasn't the fruit juice. It wasn't me running that really got me losing weight in the past. It was the fact that by doing these things, I invariably ate less calories than I had previously. Again, did not know a calorie number. I've said this so many times, but I will say it so many times again. I did not know how many calories I was eating. You do not need to know a number. Calorie counting has been around a long time. Has it been the answer? No. If calorie counting was the answer, you would not be here. So stop again <laughs> thinking about like, you think you know you know the answer. If you think that you need to know a calorie number, this is not the answer for you. All right. So when I understood this though, and when I understood, okay, this is why it's worked for me in the past. So my goal now is to achieve a calorie deficit by reducing my calories, regardless of what I'm eating. But I started to learn that I could achieve these same results that I had done juiced fasts for and run an hour a day for and really struggled through copious amounts of banana smoothies for with food that I actually enjoyed eating with things like porridge in the morning which I was scared to do guys I was so scared to eat porridge in the morning because it was cooked food in the morning and by eating potatoes I was so scared to eat a cooked lunch because I'd been convinced that I couldn't do that that I had to eat raw at lunchtime And I just started eating so much more vegetables and I really understood now what the actual issue was. So then everything that I was doing was building on a foundation of understanding, okay, calorie deficit and then learning through the people I was watching, through Chef AJ and people like um, High Carb Hannah and others that I was watching online that I realized and the books that I was reading, okay, I need to get... I need to get to a point where I really am eating just a lot more vegetables because I'm diluting my calories and I'm reducing this high calorie food that I was eating in the past. And it came from a place of empowerment. So that's number one. I thought I knew what I needed to be doing, but I didn't actually know. And so that was that, it wasn't a moment, but that was like that light bulb season for me where I finally under, oh, I just hit my mic. I always do this. I finally understood it and I was able to start applying it. And guys, you can achieve results and you can make progress without this foundation. You don't need to know the ins and outs and every single thing about the science and the mechanics of weight loss 
But if you want to progress to the level that I have, and I'm trying to say that with the utmost humility, where I'm able to eat what I want, okay? I truly do eat the way that I like to eat. I have freedom in my diet to eat some higher calorie foods. I don't end up binging like I used to. I can deal with having a period and emotional eating. I can go out with my friends occasionally. If you want to reach that level of freedom and confidence in what you're doing while still being able to get and stay lean, then you are going to have to build on that foundation because that foundation of knowledge, of understanding, Understanding calorie density and the habits to get you to that point, that is going to determine your success or your failure long term. That is going to determine how you make decisions in your day-to-day life. And those are informed choices. They are not based on rules. And this is what I teach in Lean with Plants and the doors are closed now. So if you want to join, you're definitely going to have to get on that wait list. But this is what I teach in the program that I run that you got to build off this foundation of understanding. So the second thing that I wish I knew before I lost the 40 pounds was what to focus on. So I spent a lot of time thinking that I had to focus on exercise and that I had to drink a certain amount of water and that I had to have my meals at a certain time that I couldn't eat after dinner, that I had to eat, like I've said, fully raw. So I was trying to basically... Starting on a Monday or starting on New Year's, I would try and change basically my entire life and my entire way of doing things for a short-term result. And I always was thinking about this from that short-term results mindset because I could not comprehend doing the things that I was doing long-term. I could not comprehend having to eat fully raw and never being able to eat out and not having a break from exercise. I could not comprehend doing that long-term. So I didn't know what to focus on. What changed for me when I started losing weight is... I realized I built off that foundation like I talked about. Okay, veggies are it. If I can just increase the amount of veggies in my diet, I'm going to automatically decrease the calorie density of my food. Because I want you to think about this like a pie chart. And a pie chart, if if you think about it, if you're taking up half of that pie chart with something, All right. And if that's vegetables, you've got less room for every other food and your stomach's a bit like that. We've got a certain amount of food that we like to eat. It's between three and four pounds for most people. But even if you are a volume eater, even if you like to eat large portions of food, you're still going to have a finite finite amount of space in your stomach. Like no one eats 16 stomachfuls of food in a day. But if you were, the difference between having 16 stomachfuls of broccoli, which is about like 2,000 calories, or 16 stomachfuls of cookies, which would be like tens of thousands of calories, maybe even more, the difference being that you are going to, like, calorie-wise, you have got way, 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 way too many calories if you are eating that much high-calorie food. Whereas even if you absolutely stuff yourself 
to the brim with things like broccoli, with vegetables. You cannot overeat on them because you've got these stretch receptors and you've got these like pain receptors of stuffed fullness. I just made up that word. You, uh, I mean, I might patent this, but you can use it just, just for you listeners. When you reach that stuffed fullness limit, you slow down, right? I mean, have you, I'm sure you've experienced eating past that point of pain and being like, okay, I, I really now, even if someone was going to give me like my favorite food, it's not appealing to me because I mean, this is what we're designed to do. We're designed to get to a point where we've eaten enough food and we don't really want to eat anymore. Like that's, that's how hunger works. Like why are we so concerned with, oh, I, I don't know how much to eat. If you're eating simple food, and if you're eating to the point where you don't want to eat anymore, you're in the zone. Like That's what we should be doing. But because we're living in this food environment that is so skewed from the kind of foods that we're meant to eat, we cannot rely on a natural hunger and fullness cues to the point that a lot of people don't even know what they are. So my focus radically shifted when I'd learned this information. I'd understood about calorie density. I started doing the potato reset. and I, and if you want to know more about that, I did a podcast interview with Janine Elder. So definitely go and check that out. Who, uh, she runs the potato research. She's got a awesome book about it, but I just really started to eat as many vegetables as I could. And I did this thing where I just started to weigh food and I would weigh like a pound of zucchini of courgette. And I would look up the calories in that pound of food and I would be shocked and I would be, I would be looking at this massive amount of food that I could enjoy and be like, okay, this is only like a hundred calories for this much food. And then I would get something like oats or I would get something like dried dates and I would put those on my little food scales and I would look up the calories per pound of those. And I'd be like, whoa, okay. So that amount of courgette was this many calories, like a hundred calories for a massive amount this amount of dried dates or this amount of walnuts or whatever it was is like minuscule for the same amount of calories. So I could be eating all of this and I did it with things like potato. I did it with things like pumpkin and squashes as well. And I just realized I want to be eating a lot more of this and a lot less of this stuff that, yeah, it's yum. Yeah, I can have it. Yeah, it's not bad for me. But I could eat so much more of this food. I could eat so much more vegetables. So my focus completely shifted. My focus completely changed from thinking, I have to be perfect. I have to follow rules. I have to be fully raw to being like veggies. (laughs) Lower my calorie density by eating veggies. How can I put veggies in every single meal? How could I add a side to this? How could I substitute out this cashews for some... I don't know, cauliflower, how could, and I got creative, guys, I just looked at all the meals that I was making, and the things that I like to eat, and I just started to try and add more non-starchy vegetables, and I started looking things up, I just started educating myself, and I was able to make that informed choice, but knowing what to focus on, and not, I didn't exercise, I didn't worry about how much water I was eating, drinking, sorry, I didn't, 
worry about the timing of the food that I was eating. I didn't worry about any of that stuff or eating too much potatoes or anything. I just focused on eating more vegetables. And that's really, it was really freeing for me because yeah, yeah, I did change other things. Yeah, I did reduce those uh, higher calorie foods, but I, I did that knowing what to focus on. And I hadn't done that for my entire dieting history. I had not known where to put my focus. So this brings me to my third point, And that is that I wish when, before I lost this 40 pounds, I wish that I had known I could never be perfect. Because I spent so much time being convinced, like I said, that the answer was being fully raw or eating in a fasting window or doing something extreme, running, whatever it was. And so I had to follow all of the points. I had to check all of the boxes. And if I didn't, then I would be kicked out. Like I would be kicked out of seeing results if I didn't, if I had like a bite of someone's chocolate bar. So it was this very, very different mindset from if you think about point number two, where I'd learned what to focus on. When I, before I knew this, before I was, when I was trying to lose weight always in the past, I thought that part of the answer was being perfect. And so when you're trying to be perfect, you can't focus on one thing because perfection is all the things, right? Rules are comfortable. They're really hard to achieve, like impossible to completely achieve. But we think, okay, if I know the rules and this is the blueprint, if I follow the rules 100%, then I can succeed. People don't stick to rules though, do they? Especially when they don't understand the reason for them. And when you do understand those rules or you do understand the concepts that base that those rules are based around, you don't even need the rules anymore. You've got the freedom to make those choices. So I went from thinking, okay, if I have a takeaway meal or if I go off plan or if I go out with my friends, I'm going to go all out because I'm no longer on plan or, okay, leading up to a raw challenge or leading up to New Year's because I think that the results are going to come from perfection because I'm not doing that right now, I'm just going to eat Domino's and I'm going to eat vegan junk food. And But starting Monday, I'm going to be perfect. So it's all going to work out in the wash. I completely shifted that mindset. So I understood it. I was building off a good foundation. I knew what to focus on to achieve the results that I wanted to. So I no longer worried about perfection. And I knew it was something that I was not ever going to obtain. And it was freeing to realize I don't even want to obtain it because I can get the results that I want. I'm dropping weight. Like that first month that I did the potato reset, I lost eight pounds and I didn't even have to go hungry. I'd spent like my entire adult life trying to get results like that in ways that felt like they were going to like kill me and I was going to pass out from hunger and I'd achieved it eating potatoes and broccoli. And I'm not saying you have to just eat potatoes and broccoli, but because I was able to know what to focus on, everything changed for me. And I actually had that foundation to build off of knowing what the issue was. 
And I think when I look back, if I'd have been able to understand and grasp this concept of not needing to be perfect and just trying to do my best is something I always say in Lean of Plants, do the next best thing, focus on progress, not perfection, then I think I probably would have slowly gotten closer to my goals. But I was like this game that you play when you're a kid and we play it here in New Zealand anyway. And it's like in the pond, out of the pond and there's a line on the ground and the kids stand on one line, one line is in the pond, one line is out of the pond. And that was me with my dieting. That was me with whatever kind of program or any kind of regime that I was on. I was either perfect, I was in the pond and I was doing all the things and I was feeling good about myself because I thought that that's what I was going to see results in or I was out of the pond and I was doing nothing and I knew that I was going to be ruining my my results but I didn't think that I I couldn't go back into the pond because being in the pond was so darn hard so I had to psych myself up every new year's I had to psych myself up to do a two week long challenge and I, I didn't know what to focus on and I thought that I had to be perfect to see those results. And here's the thing about trying to attain perfection. You've got a goal in mind that does not exist and that you will never get close to without building momentum on progress. So when you're looking to change everything about how you eat and how you live your life and you think that you can do that, in a day after watching a documentary or after watching someone's video or learning information, if you think that you can do that, what happens when you can't? Because have you ever been able to do that in the past? Have you ever just instantly changed everything and then had that last or been able to maintain that? I mean, I think if you're here, probably not. I mean, I never could. But when you shift your goal from thinking, I want to obtain perfection, to thinking, I want to learn, I want to make progress, and you know, because your focus has changed, what progress would look like, that progress is not always just results. Progress might be, I'm eating more vegetables than I did, and I know because I've got that foundation that that will lead me to the results with time, but I'm able to look and I'm able to actually make some kind of progress towards that and head in the right direction and have that as my goal because I know I don't need to be perfect and because I'm focusing on that right thing and I can gain that momentum over time. Because when you're constantly failing, What does that do to your self-confidence? What does that do? I've had so many women say to me, I can't keep going. Like I always lose motivation. I get so frustrated with myself. Why can't I do this? I feel like a failure. And I felt like that too. I mean, have you ever lain in bed at night and thought, what is wrong with me? Like sometimes like I will see someone or I would, I used to see someone online who was really fit and really toned and I would... I would be lying in bed at night and be thinking, okay, okay, this is it, Charles. Like, you have to do this. But just knowing I can't get there because I've tried so many times and I had so little confidence in my ability to get where I was trying to be because every time I tried to do these things that were so extreme, that were so hard, I failed. And if you want to make progress, like, that's not a good place to make progress. I, I don't think many people make progress 
from that place. We make progress when we feel like we've had an achievement. We make progress when we're like, oh, I did that little tiny thing. I could do more. You think about a kid, like you don't say to your kid, okay, starting tomorrow, you're going to read Charles Dickens. No, you say, hey, can you sound out that letter? Do you know what that letter is? If you don't, I'll help you. That's an A. A says A. You can tell that I have a five-year-old. But if you're treating yourself like thinking that you are going to be perfect, it's unrealistic and it's unachievable and it's not necessary. So shift your focus from having this idea of being perfect to focusing on learning and progress. And here's the cool thing about learning. When do you learn the most? You learn the most from failure or at least People who are successful long-term, they use failure as a way to learn and as something that teaches them something. So, and this is where it's so important to have your focus on the right things and on the things that actually get you closer to where you want to be. Because if you fail and you're convinced that the reason that you keep failing is that you're not working hard enough, you can't learn from that, can you? Because the answer is, is already cemented in your mind. The answer is, I've already failed. Like I'm failing because I'm a failure. So the answer is I need to work harder. And you keep doing this cycle. Whereas true learning is like being a, a scientist. It's experimentation. It's it's having an idea and then it's testing it. And if that idea doesn't work out, then you look for another solution. You look for an answer. And this is where it's it's really different to look for answers to questions and test those questions by trying different things, by having different experiments that you do, as opposed to looking for results and being convinced that you know the answer and then continually doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting different results, but you've never changed the way that you're doing things. And just to give you an example of what I mean by learning by failure and seeing this as a bit of an experiment, let's say you go out to eat dinner with your friends and you're really, really hungry and you end up eating all the chips, all the things that you've said that you don't want to eat. So if you're convinced that you're the issue, which is if you think about number one, it's thinking you know what the problem is when that's not actually true, it's not based in reality, it's just what you think, it's your perception, then your answer is going to be, okay, well, I'm the issue, I'm not perfect, so I need to work harder. And then you're focusing on something like number two, are the things I wish I knew, you're focusing on something that is not the one thing that you need to focus on. And then you're not able to learn. You're not able to actually change and grow and use that situation for your benefit because you are stuck doing those things that you shouldn't be doing. So the alternative would be, hey, I end up eating all this food. Why? And you're asking why? Why? And the answer is not just because I'm a failure. Why did you fail? Okay, I failed because I was hungry. Okay, so it seems like hunger is a real issue here. What could I do differently to actually reduce the amount of hunger I had going into this situation? All right, so what was another issue? Peer pressure. 
I thought that I had to do something. So maybe having a conversation with these people would actually make me feel more comfortable going into a situation. So at least we're all on the same page. And then you go, okay, so this is ideas that I'm having. These are things that could be the problem. And then you try them. You put them into practice. You say, okay, I'm looking for answers. So to look for answers, I have to try things and I have to be prepared to fail. Because failure, and I've got it written on my wall, it's framed up here, fail faster, and I freaking hate failing, like so bad, and I've gotten written on my computer on a little sticky note, it says, allow yourself to experiment, but I hate it, (laughs) because I hate feeling like a failure, and, but the thing is, if you and I want to get out of this continual grind where we don't see progress and we don't make leaps and bounds towards our goals, then we are going to think that failure is negative. But in reality, if failure teaches you something that then you go and you build and you learn from, then that is the very definition of progress. And successful people fail, they fail often, and they fail well. So even if your goal and what you focus on changes from thinking, I need to be perfect, and I need to like always do what's right, to thinking, I need to learn, and I'm okay with failure because it's inevitable, and I can use it to my advantage, then you are going to be miles ahead of anyone else. And what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking, instead of asking myself, am I doing this right all the time? Is this correct? Like, is this working? Why can't I make it work? Start asking some questions that you can test, that you can try, things that are going to help you and get help from other people as well. Be open-minded enough and be kind enough to yourself to allow yourself to learn and allow yourself to make progress without needing to be perfect. And when you have these learning and progress goals, they actually propel you towards more achievement because you can build off them. And once you've got, like if you've got a habit and it's every day you have broccoli with your lunch, like every day you have a side of vegetables, you can build off that, right? That might seem like a small thing, but that's definite improvement if you've gone from never having veggies in your diet. So you can build off little bits of progress, but you cannot build off nothing and you cannot build off assumptions that are simply not true. And there's this saying that I've heard so much and I hate it. (laughs) And it says, aim for the stars and like maybe you'll hit the moon on the way down. It's not true, guys. Human psychology does not work that way. We need to feel like we're achieving. We need to have trust in our abilities to keep going. And when you do that, you will have the confidence to move forward. You will be able to get back up after failure and not see yourself as such a horrible person. You will be able to get where you want to go because you're putting your focus in the right place and you're knowing that that is part of the journey. So what we talked about today was the three things that I wish I knew before I lost the 40 pounds. And the first one was 
I wish that I had known the real reason that I wasn't losing weight. I wish that I had known what the actual issue was. And I thought I knew so strongly when I actually didn't. So my challenge to you is what you think is true might not actually be your real issue. So get clear on that and start asking some questions. Do whatever it takes to learn that. The second thing that I wish I knew was what to focus on and what was the one or two things that I needed to change and I needed to implement in my life to actually gain that traction and move towards my goals. Not trying to do all the things at once. And that's the third thing that I wish I knew was that I was never ever going to be perfect and that trying to chase perfection wasn't realistic or achievable or even beneficial towards me getting to my goals. And I can say (laughs) that I am not perfect in these either. Like these are ideals to strive for or these are things that have changed, but I'm still not perfect with them. I still think I know all the answers. I still forget the things that I need to focus on and think I have to do everything. And I still get stuck thinking I have to be perfect. But at least I've made some progress and I can build off that. So I hope that this episode is helpful for you. There is hope. There is always a way. And if you'd have told me two or three years ago that I would be sitting here recording a podcast about vegan weight loss sitting in a body that is leaner than I ever achieved, even before kids, even when I had all the time in the world and I didn't have any stretch marks, then I would have laughed because, or I would have thought that I would be, I don't know, living in a way, having to eat raw smoothies and who knows what else that I would basically not be me. But I am. And if I can do that, you can do that. And countless others have as well. It's a combination of taking those little steps, focusing on what you need to focus on, and you will get there with time. But don't think that it happens overnight. Don't think that you're going to be at this stage tomorrow because you're not. It takes time and it's taken me two years to get here. So I hope that this has been helpful and I will see you guys next week. And you can come follow me on Instagram and check out my YouTube channel as well. I can't wait to connect with you guys. Love you lots. See you later.